Hey, it's CS Joseph with csjoseph.life again. Doing another windy video today, because why not? So, we've been talking about the four pillars of self-intimacy. We started off with the foundation. Nice uh, foundation of love your neighbor as yourself, and why that's important. Because you cannot love your neighbor, and you cannot be loved by your neighbor, uh, unless uh, you love yourself first. That's the whole point of love your neighbor as yourself. That is the foundation for self-intimacy. That is the starting point. That is the standard. After that, we had taking responsibility for meeting your own needs, your personal needs. Then we had personal standards. After that, we had personal boundaries. And then we just talked about uh, earlier today, uh, personal goals and how those are very important as well. So, tonight is the conclusion of this series, and uh, it's probably going to be the last uh, human nurture I vi video I do for a little bit, because I'm going to be doing a deep dive into compatibility with all of the 16 types, as well as virtue and vice. So that's going to be at least 32 videos down the road, probably before I get to another nurture video. Unless people keep giving me requests for more, then I'll definitely do more. So, anyway, the conclusion. So you have the foundation of love your neighbor as yourself, and you have the four pillars, right? So you're standing there, you got this very nice concrete slab or stone slab or whatever the Greeks used to make their uh, their foundations, and uh, you got the four pillars. So the four pillars. But what, where's the roof, right? Where's the roof of this house of self-intimacy or self-love? I mean, do you have it? Does it exist, right? Where is it? Well, that's what the conclusion is about. It's about the roof. Because if you notice, we've literally just created a building. And the roof is just as important as the foundation. It's also important as the four pillars of self-intimacy themselves. And it's an old teaching from ancient times. Uh, came from, I mean, Aristotle was taught this. He was taught this by Plato. And then Plato was taught this by Socrates. And Socrates was taught this by Pythagoras, his master. And it's an old, old teaching, a very old teaching. And it probably goes way before Pythagoras as well. Uh, I don't really know. I just know that Pythagoras is the one that's been given credit for it. So, you know, the guy that made the Pythagorean theorem, or at least that's what we call it. Wow, it is really windy. So, that teaching is basically a saying, it's a rule, it's a life rule basically. I call it life rule number one. Life rule number one. So which is essentially above all else, respect thyself. That is the roof on top of the four pillars of self-intimacy. That is the roof over the floor that is love your neighbors yourself. It's all about self-respect. 
if you don't have self-respect, no one's going to respect you. No one's going to be want to be in a relationship with you. No one's going to want to love you unless they have to because like they gave birth to you or they're or they sired you, right? It's not about that. It's about self-respect. Self-respect is everything. If there's anything you ever learn from me or take away from anything, it's this. Life rule number 1, above all else, respect thyself. You have to respect yourself. It's the only way. It's the only way to It's the only way um, to ensure that no matter what your needs are being met, your standards are being upheld, your boundaries are being enforced, and your goals are being seen through. Because if you have self-respect, then you will be happy. You will reach self-actualization. You will attract other people who have self-respect. I gotta be honest with you guys, there's nothing self, there is no self-respect when a man is living in his mother's basement playing video games all the time. There's no self-respect, uh, you know, when he allows his body to reach 400 pounds. You know what I mean? There's just no self-respect there. And I can kind of relate to that because I weighed 287 when I was 15 years old, when I started high school, right? What a loser, you know? Of course, there's a lot of external factors that affected that, but that doesn't matter. It's still my personal responsibility because I have to take responsibility for meeting my own needs. And I guarantee you one of my needs is not being almost 300 pounds at 15 years old. You know what I mean? Self-respect. Had I had self-respect in those days, I wouldn't have allowed myself to get so fat. Had I had self-respect those days, I would have been able to meet my own needs. I would have been able to save my marriage. I would have been able to avoid having the feeling that every day that I'm a horrible father, right? Because my children live away from me and I'm not able to be there with them every single day and raising them and teaching them to meet their own needs and to have their own personal standards and enforce their boundaries and show them how they can do that, right? Show them that they can have personal goals after all that's been handled. And that all comes as a result. The final result that comes out from all of that is self-respect. There's nothing more attractive than self-respect. Self-respect is everything. I mean, that's... Men esteem themselves out of self-respect, right? Women humble themselves out of self-respect. That's what makes women beautiful. That's what, what, what makes men noble, right? Nobility is what attracts women to men. You know, beauty is what attracts men, attracts, uh, men to women, right? But it all comes back to the same principle, the same premise, no matter who you are. And that just happens to be self-respect. What self-respecting person is going to allow someone to inhibit them reaching their personal goals and their dreams? What self-respecting person is going to allow other people to break their boundaries? What self-respecting person is going to let down themselves and fail at keeping up their own personal standards? What self-respecting person will not meet their own needs and expect other people to do that, right? Like, who does that? Self-respect. If you want to be a sovereign human being, if you want to be a person that people respect, if you want to be respected by others, you have to have self-respect first, right? If someone's disrespecting you and I'm observing them disrespecting you, you know, who am I going to support? The person, you know, you, the victim, or 
the person disrespecting you because you lack self-respect, right? You do realize that you are the cause of your own problems. Look at yourself in the mirror when you get up in the morning. If you are lacking in self-respect, if you're lacking in happiness, check self-respect first. If you're unhappy, if you don't even know yourself, you don't know who you are, chances are it's because you lack self-respect. Chances are it's because you don't have the four pillars of self-intimacy figured out. Like, how can you live with yourself, right? How can you allow that to happen? I mean, I get that, you know, maybe your dad wasn't around in this fatherless generation to teach you, but you know what? Chances are he doesn't even know. Quite frankly, I don't think anyone knows. All the way back, maybe back to the World War II generation, people have been struggling with self-respect ever since because men were not teaching their children, right? And then we ended up not enforcing, you know, and then no one has personal goals anymore. No one's no one's enforcing boundaries. Now no one has personal standards. And just recently, within the last decade, decade and a half, people stopped watching out for their personal needs. It's an absolute total degradation of maturity. That's what the four pillars of self-intimacy represent. They are the components that make up human maturity. The mature masculine, the mature feminine. And you can't even reach the mature masculine or the mature feminine until you have mastered the four pillars. You recognize your responsibility to build them and uphold them. And then after having all four built, because you have them built, you are a man or a woman of self-respect. And you do not allow anyone, including yourself, to disrespect you. Ever. That's what separates the men from the boys. That's what separates the women from the girls. That is why, you know, women, like, they look at each other, you know, Everyone's just trying to get their, you know, their own slice out of life, this big pie out of life, right? Men, they're just trying to get their own slice. Women, they look at each other like, well, why do you have that slice? Well, chances are the woman who's got the better slice is because she has more self-respect. That's really what it comes down to. Stop looking at other people. Look in the mirror. Criticize yourself. Hold yourself accountable. You know, that's what you're supposed to do when you have, you know, personal standards, right? Personal standards from... You know, uh, as a result of taking care of your own needs, because when you start to develop standards after you take care of your own needs, because then you realize, okay, here's the best way to get what I need. Here's my personal standard, etc. It's all about self-respect. Above all else, respect thyself. I guarantee you that as a result of building the four pillars and having self-respect and understanding the true nature behind love your neighbors yourself, you will become happy. You will reach all of your personal goals. Everything you've ever dreamed of, everything you've ever wanted will be within your grasp because you did it not backwards like everybody else. You know, everyone, they're so focused on their wants, they don't even pay any attention to their needs and they wonder why no one respects them at the end of the day. It's like, oh, you know, maybe I should pay more attention to like the truth instead of be sold on this, you know, this, this gravy train of what do you want to be when you grow up? It's not about that, guys. What it is about is what are you going to need when you grow up? That's what it's about. Your life becomes an engine to meet those needs, develop personal standards, enforce boundaries, 
And after that's done, then you can work on the personal goals. And by the way, as you're working through the process of developing the first three pillars, you're going to understand exactly what you want as a result of your toil, as a result of your effort, because life, life sucks. Life is unfair. But that's the point. Life is supposed to be unfair to teach us maturity, to teach us wisdom. Wisdom is the most valuable substance in on the in, in this reality, quite frankly, it's like diamonds. Diamonds are the most precious substance, you know, uh, physical substance on the planet. They're made out of carbon. Kind of interesting that human beings are made out of carbon too. Diamonds are so beautiful, but they're all uniquely flawed, right? But a perfect diamond is worthless because it's grown in the lab, right? So if you're trying to be perfect, that basically makes you kind of worthless in that regard. Stop doing that. Allow yourself to be flawed. Allow yourself to fail. The only way you are going to reach happiness is if you embrace failure. You need to fail. You need to be okay with failure. Embrace it. Seek failure because the lessons learned create pressure, pain, suffering, you know, everything, heat, everything that is used to make a diamond, right? And diamonds are flawed. And yet, how are human beings so beautiful? We're beautiful because we're flawed. We're beautiful because we endure, because we suffer and we still survive and we still are able to become successful regardless of it. Just like um, John Paul DeJoria, for example. He was homeless and yet he created Paul Mitchell hair products. He's a billionaire, okay? So don't tell me that you don't got what it takes. Everyone has what it takes. Find out who you are. Understand your nature, understand your nurture. Build the four pillars of self-intimacy. Have self-respect. And I guarantee you that you will go beyond Warren Buffett. You'll go beyond John Paul DeJore. You'll go beyond Steve Wozniak and Steve Jobs. You'll go beyond Bill Gates. You'll go beyond Jeff Bezos, right? Jeff Bezos didn't even know his father. Neither did Steve Jobs, and yet they still made it. That's because they developed the four pillars. They knew they had to. They knew they were alone. No one else was there to meet their needs. They had to meet their needs. They made it happen. They had personal standards. They made it happen. They enforced their personal boundaries. They made it happen. And they had their eye on the ball and they developed those personal goals and they knew what they wanted to go for. Kind of like Robert Kiyosaki, who's like, yeah, when I was a youngster, I wanted to learn how to become rich. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that because he knew what he wanted. It's funny that ENTJs kind of develop that sense of what they want a lot faster than the rest of us. Kind of interesting. I mean, anti heroes like INFJs and INTJs, yeah, we they, they think they know what they want, but they're not as responsible with what they want as the ENJs, right? So the ENJs kind of end up ahead because they got that responsibility component. But once the INTJ and INFJ learn that responsibility component, they can go much further, go much farther beyond. Guys, it's all about self-respect. If you want to be happy, if you want to self-actualize, if you want to have if you want to have a quality life, a life of quality and not a dull life, not a life of mediocrity, a real life where you're not doing a nine to five job every freaking day of the week and you're actually, you know, contributing to your fellow man, contributing to yourself, contributing to those that you most care about and everyone respects you for it and loves you for it. 
appreciates you, gives you the recognition that you crave, the credit that you crave, the status that you crave, you can have all that if you have self-respect, if you develop and build and master the four pillars of self-intimacy. Because if you are self-intimate, if you have self-love, if you are responsibly selfish, then you can be in a relationship with somebody of high quality because you are high quality. That's what human attraction dynamics is all about. It's an equilibrium. People generally are equally yoked. If they have high nobility, then chances are they're with a woman of high beauty and vice versa. It's an equilibrium. So you gotta make sure you're keeping up your end of the bargain, your side of the deal. Self-respect is how you do that. Self-intimacy is how you do that. Learn the four pillars, master the four pillars, and I guarantee you success in this life. So, if you found this video educational, helpful, insightful, please leave a subscribe to the channel and leave a like. If you have any questions about self-respect or the four pillars of self-intimacy, please leave a comment in the comment section. I will do my best to answer every question. Comments are getting a lot, but uh, I do devote time out of my day to make sure that I read every single one of them because I care about this audience a great deal. So, awesome. Well, I'm going to get ready for the next series. So, I'll see you guys tonight.